I am so glad to see you here today. You just don't know how glad I am to see you here in the house of the Lord. This is the house of the Lord. If you didn't know that, I have no idea what all this has been used for, but today it's going to be a sanctuary of praise and thanksgiving. Amen. Thank God for His goodness and mercy. Turn to somebody and smile and tell them they look good. They look good in the house of the Lord. Amen. All right. It's great to have, I can't see real well out here, but Ethan, where are you at, Ethan? Is there an Ethan? Right over here. Thank you for coming. God bless you for being with us today. You may be seated for just a moment. We're thankful for this facility. It is not what we're used to, but we can make adjustments because we're just that kind of people. Amen. Amen. I was uh, on the way back to the church. I had come by here the other day after Brother Clyde T. had secured this building to see where it was located. And I was driving back to the church, and I mean, a, a hundred thousand things going through my mind of all that needed to be done. Our Spanish church is having to go to another location and what all was going to happen with us. And, uh, you know, human element, uh, you get to kind of feeling a little sorry for yourself. And I pulled up to 528 to turn to go toward the church and I looked across on the corner and there was, a, there was an electric scooter there with a a man whose legs and body could not have been more than three feet tall. He had stubs or arms. And I thought, you know what, God? Things aren't as bad as I thought they were. Amen. Praise God. All you got to do is just look around and you'll find out that there are other people that are going through things. And this is not a test. This is an opportunity. Amen. And I believe that God's going to speak to us. I know He did to me. I wish He had waited till a little later, but He woke me up at 1 o'clock this morning, so I've been up a long time. But I am thankful that the Lord has spoken to my heart uh, for this service today. Uh, we will have a limited schedule today, but hopefully next week we'll have a room for our children to have uh, service with them. If you will... Stand in honor of the Word of God. And when I get through preaching today, um, I'm going to share with you a little bit about where we are and what we're looking at. But before I do that, I feel like I need to give you the Word of the Lord. Found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, and verse number 11. Jeremiah 29 and verse number 11 Many of you know this verse. Some of you have it memorized because it has come to your rescue on more than one occasion. But I was, first of all, let me preface. My wife asked me, she said, please don't preach about a storm today. Well, she already handicapped me because I, I was already thinking of all kind of titles of, that had storm in it. 
But evidently she had already heard from the Lord, and I hadn't. Because when the Lord woke me up this morning, this is the verse He took me back to. I saw it yesterday in one of our rooms upstairs. And when I read it, it was such a powerful peace of God that came over me. And uh, I feel it even right now. And this is what it says. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. If we were to put it in modern translation, it would read more like this. For I know the plans that I have made for you. And when I read that, I know the plan that I have made for you. I realize that nothing that has happened to us is out of the realm of what God is involved in. Amen. I believe that. And so for a little while today, I want to talk to you about the God Project. Everybody say it with me. The God Project. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I can't tell you how many people during the course of the last few days looking at the building and the, 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 just the mess that we have there that have not made the same comment. More than one time I have heard someone say, And I even said it myself. Who would have thought that a week ago Sunday we would be where we are today? Who would have thought? Life changes so quickly and unexpectedly. And sometimes there are things that happen to us in a moment like that that can be so devastating. But when I thought about that early this morning, the Lord woke me up and reminded me. He said, you might not have thought about it, but I did. Amen. God knew everything. He knows everything about what has transpired. And though you and I may have been surprised, God was not surprised at what happened here on Tuesday morning. Because there are no accidents with God, only appointments. And if we could ever get that in our mind, that we are not a victim of chance or some some downturn in the economy or some perhaps some physical problem that we may be battling, that we are not an accident or what has happened to us is not an accident, it is an appointment with God because God's hand had to be in it or it wouldn't be so. Because He said, I know the plans that I have for you. It's been called a disaster, a 500-year flood. More rain came down from 9 o'clock Tuesday night until midnight than has ever been recorded in this area since they've started recording information of that kind. It has been called a calamity, or could it be really a catalyst? Could it be that when people look at it as a blow or a misfortune, we could look at it as a boost or a good fortune? 
Some people would look at us and say, my, what a hardship. But I see a new fellowship rather than a hardship. I see opportunity instead of adversity. And I see revival instead of ruin. Amen. I believe that the plans that God has made for us, though the world may look at that and say it's overwhelming, I see an opportunity for this church and a chance to see God do things like He's never done before. Somebody said it's a tragedy. Not in my mind. It's a triumph. It's not an accident. It's an adventure. It's not an upset. It's a setup for God to do what we've been praying for and asking Him for for many, many, many months. Sometimes we pray and ask God to do things and we don't realize all that we're asking and we certainly don't realize the path that God's going to take us to fulfill that prayer. But I believe God's plan is in operation this morning. I believe us being here is part of God's plan. I was thinking earlier, Somebody said you can hear the music outside. I hope they can. I hope we don't disturb too many neighbors. But who knows of the backslider or somebody that's looking for something and they hear a sound from another world. They hear a sound from the glory world that reaches out and touches their heart. Whatever the opportunity, God is going to give us the advantage. Amen. God doesn't simply have plans for me. He has plans for all of us. It is noteworthy that He thinks about us. The Scripture says, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. It is so encouraging to me this morning to know that we matter to God. That God is concerned about us. And this church matters to Him. The fact that our building has been flooded and devastated, that is a concern to Him. And there is a part of me that will admit that God's plans sometimes are mysterious. If I had chosen the path to to, to follow, it would not have involved what happened here on Tuesday. But listen to what Isaiah 55 and 8 says. This plan of mine is not what you would work out, and neither are my thoughts your thoughts. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Are the ways of God easy? No. But the ways of God are always just. And they will lead us to the right place and they will bring us to where we need to be in His divine plan. Amen. We only know in part, but He knows everything. And I have prayed this night. I have asked God in the night, Lord, don't let my limited scope put limits on what you want to do for this church during this season. Let me be like Job. Job said, yet there are but a small part of his doings. We only see the outskirts of his ways or the fringe of his force that somehow in the midst of our trouble... We could see the divine hand of God and know that everything is going to be all right. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and praise Him if you believe that this morning. The passage says, I know. When I read that the other day, there was such a peace that came over me because I realized 
that though I did not know what was going on, and there are a multitude of questions that I can't even answer for you today, I know that God knows. And He knows the way that I take. And when we've been tried or whenever we've gone through this challenge, we're going to come forth better than we were when we started. Amen. There is much that I do not know this morning. How is it all going to work out? And when will we be back in our building? And how long will we be displaced? And will the insurance cover everything? And somebody said, why, Lord? Why did this happen to us? I don't know, but God knows and I trust Him. Amen. I said, I trust Him. I've lived too long to come to a point in my life when I come up against something I don't understand to say, Lord, that's just too much for me. I cannot trust You. Remember the former things of old, Isaiah said, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. So before the storm clouds ever gathered over Webster and Clear Lake, God already saw it. He saw the building in the state it would be in. And it didn't worry Him because He knew the part of His plan might involve a diversion here. But if we could follow Him, He will take us where we need to be. And this is what I've learned overnight about God. I have learned that God's plans always require faith. That you cannot understand the operation of God by the human mind. And you cannot figure it out with human logic. There are some things about life that you cannot answer. That's why we pray. That's why we try to stay in tune with Him. Don't become negative and critical during a time like this. Because God is up to something. We just need to find out what it is and get in tune with Him. Amen. Don't get lost in the process because God's plans require a certain amount of faith. You can't see it, but you can still do it. I don't understand it, but you know what? I've made up my mind. If it's here or if it's outside, I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to worship Him. I'm going to reach out to Him. And I believe God's going to do miracles in our midst. I believe God's going to answer prayers right here. I believe He's going to meet needs right here in this sanctuary. God told me in the night, He said, I just want you to tell my people that my plans trump all other plans, even the devil's. Maybe the devil wanted to take advantage of this, and I'm not here to say the devil caused any of that. I don't want to give him that kind of credit. He's not that powerful. But even if he were to try to take credit for the chaos that's going on in your life, I'm just here to tell you that whatever his plans are, God said my plans trump his plan. You're never going to be out of His hand. You're never going to be taken away from His ability to help you. God's plans, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a banner. Uh, you know what I'm believing? I believe in just like the waters came flooding into our building the other day, the Spirit of God is going to come flooding into this place. There's going to, you feel it right now, the anointing of God, the blessings of God. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. 
Amen. And I love this. God said, my plan has an end. A good end. Everybody say a good end. There's a purpose in all of this chaos. Because we will be better when it's over. We will be stronger. We will be closer. We will be more caring. We will be bolder. We will be wiser. We will be more sympathetic. By the time we get through the process God is going to take us through, our heart's going to be larger than it's ever been, and our concern for others is going to go beyond anything that we could ever imagine. God has a plan, but more than that, God has a purpose in His plan. There's an end that He's trying to get us to, and though we don't see it right now and we can't see how it's going to come about, God said, if you'll just trust me, I'm going to do something for you that you've been praying for a long time. And the only way I can bring it about is for you to have to go through what you're going through right now. Amen. But God's purpose is going to triumph. There's something about God that is, that, 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 that is so amazing that He is trying to accomplish something in us. There's an end, an expected end. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a freight train coming to run you down. It's the light of His presence saying, come on, there's another dimension, there's another place, there's a higher realm, there's a greater revival, there's a greater move of my spirit than you have ever experienced before. Amen. And not just any end, but an expected end. The end is not left to chance. We're not at the whim of an insurance company. I'm just telling you that right now. Amen. We're not at the whim of what might or might not happen with contractors. We're in the hands of God. And our destiny is not to chance. And it is not to some kind of fate. It doesn't play a part in God's story. God's plan will be fulfilled and we're going to, we're going to like it. When we get to the end, we're going to look back and say, thank you, God. Thank you for what you've shown me. Thank you for how close you've come to me. Thank you for helping us in our time of need. Everybody say an expected end. I love that. I love that. An expected end. We have something to look forward to and not be afraid of. I woke up the other night in Austin, Texas, and I was there and everything was going on here. And I was trying to figure out how in the world is all of this going to work out. And God said, hey, son, quiet down. Quit being afraid. Everything's going to be all right. This is in my hand. You've got something to look forward to. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. And I said, God, I'm a little too old for things like that. He said, oh, you're not as old as I am, and I'm not too old for this. I'm ready to do a new work. I'm ready to do a new thing. I want to give you revival. I want to give you a sovereign move of my spirit. So what do I expect? Well, listen to me. This is the part you better get hold of. What do I expect? I expect that we're going to be challenged like we have never been challenged before. I expect that we are going to be challenged to grow. I expect that we're going to be challenged to get involved and get off of the edge and the peripheral. I believe that we are going to be pushed out of our comfort zone. And we're going to have to shout on enemy territory if so be it. 
that we may not have the comfortable confines of our wonderful auditorium, but wherever God puts us, it's going to be all right because it's part of His plan. And we may have to get out of our comfort zone. And we've already done that this morning. We're not used to this. It's too much this or too little that or it's too hot or it's too cold. You know what? God said, you're right where I want you. You need to get used to getting out of your comfort zone. Some of you have gotten to the place where you don't trust me like you used to trust me anymore. And you don't love me like you used to love me. Something's got to push you out of your comfort zone and make you step into a realm and the dimension that you desire, but you don't know how to get there. God said, okay, I'll show you how to get there. Amen. What do I expect? I expect there's going to be unexpected things happen all through this process. I believe if it rains, it's going to rain. And if it snows, it's going to snow. And if the cows can get out, the cows will get out. If you know, if you know anything about what I'm talking about. If anything can go wrong, Murphy's Law... It's going to happen. I expect that. That's not what my focus is. My focus is on the fact that God has a plan or we wouldn't be here. I may not understand it right now, but I trust Him. And so I'm just preparing myself for the unexpected. You know what? We may not be able to stay here the full time. I don't even know how long we're going to have to be here. We don't even have that clarified yet. But wherever we go, if we have to change buildings 50 times between now and the time we get back in that auditorium, it's going to be all right. We're going to learn how to adjust. We're going to learn how to make the atmosphere filled with praise no matter where we are. What do you expect? I expect that we are going to find something good at the end of it. Amen. I, I believe more than that. I believe during this time, some of you are going to get serious about living for God. Amen. You're going to get serious about living for God. I may be pressed, but I'm not pinned. I'm down, but I'm not out. We may be flooded, but we're not floundering. Hallelujah. Amen. We may have to relocate, but we will still remain. We will not be dislocated. God's going to keep His hand. What is God up to in regards to Greater Life Church? I don't know, but we're going to find out because He said, My plans will be known and my plans will be understood. I know we're going to get through this. I don't know exactly how long, but I do know this, that when we get through the fire, we are going through the fire. When we get through it, we're going to be better. We will survive. When the enemy comes in, the Lord's going to lift up a banner. And here is the conclusion. This is what the Lord showed me at 2 o'clock this morning. He said, here's the conclusion that you need to show my people. In Isaiah 55 and 10, he said in the previous verse I read that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. But verse number 10 says, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven and returneth not hither, but it watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void or without accomplishing its purpose, but it will accomplish that for which I have sent it 
that which I please, and it shall prosper. Everybody say prosper. It shall prosper in the thing wherein I sent it. The Word said four things to me this morning. First of all, the rain came because the earth needed it. And we may think, God, I didn't need that much, but God knows how much we need. Not just physically, but spiritually. God knows what the need is. And God said, I'm going to provide the resources to fulfill that need. You don't have to worry about how it's going to happen. You may have a sickness in your body this morning. Your problem is not your sickness. What you need to do is have faith in the power of God that He can take care of our sickness in our body because God knows how to provide what is needed. Everybody say he knows how to fix my need. He knows how to take care of my need. The second thing is that rain comes to stimulate growth. Amen. Everybody say grow. Say I am going to grow. I'm already growing. Amen. Stimulates growth. The water comes down and it begins to nurture the seed that is in the ground. And it causes a change, a transformation. It goes in one seed. But when it comes up out of the ground, it comes up multiplied. Hundreds of seed compared to what was sown was nothing compared to what was reaped. Whatever trouble we go through over the next few weeks or months, it is nothing in comparison to what God is going to do in our midst. The seed has been sown and the water has come down to rain and it has come to bless the need and it's going to cause growth. Everybody say grow. I'm going to grow. Amen. The third thing that rain does is it produces a harvest. Amen. A harvest. A harvest of blessing. A harvest of souls. A harvest of God's power. And the last thing is that it supplies the need of the heart and the soul. So what do I need to do, Brother Hughes? Very simple. Pray. Everybody say pray. Pray. Everybody needs to pray. Number two, you need to keep supporting the work of God's purpose. In whatever means you can. If you can work, come work. If you can't work, but you can pray, then pray and we will work. Amen. If you can't do anything else, then just write a $10,000 check every week and we'll take care of the rest of it for you. Amen. Work. Everybody ought to have a hand to the plow to work and witness. This is the greatest opportunity that our church has had in a long time. Brother Landon is a celebrity. He's been on the news this past week. Amen. He has been on the news. Everybody in Houston knows about Greater Life Church. Now, there's a lot of folks that might have known the building, but they heard about it on the news in the evening on two separate occasions. So what does that say? That said God planted a seed in somebody's heart that was watching that newscast and said, you know what, I know where that church is. I might need to go by there and see what I can do to help them out. That's the way I believe God's going to work. God has opened a door for us to be a witness and a light. And I want to take advantage of it. Amen. Will it be what we are used to? No. But I think we need that. Because some of us have gotten too predictable. Amen. It's three songs, a prayer request, an offering, and a sermon, and let's hurry and get to Perry's. 
Amen. Let's hurry and get to McDonald's. Let's hurry and get to Steak and Shake. God said, hey, he messes up those plans a little bit. And we, we, we're not really used to it. I'm not. Sister Gibson, I felt so sorry for her yesterday. She's upstairs in that little makeshift office, and it was 95 degrees. I'm telling you, it was hot, and she worked and worked and labored, and other, others were in the building. It was so miserable working. And I thought, God, this is not what we want, but if this is what it takes to have a breakthrough and a revival, that's fine with me. Amen. Because I know that you have a plan. Everybody say, God's got a plan. He's got a plan. Now the problem is, I need to find where I fit in that plan. And I need to do everything I can to be involved. Some of you cannot come to that building because of health issues. I understand that. As a matter of fact, if you have breathing issues, I would tell you do not come to that building until it's in better repair. Because the atmosphere is very, uh, very uh, toxic in some ways because of the amount of stuff that's in the air. So if you can't come, pray. If you can't come, prepare a meal for somebody that may be there. Find a way to help and be involved. We have a contractor uh, that is going to be handling the majority of everything for our church. And we're not going to have to do a lot of things that we did before. But there are things that we do need to do. And when those things need to be done, we've got to show up and say, God, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'm here for. That's what those men did yesterday. That's what some of the ladies did on Friday in preparing for the evacuation of our building. So with that in mind, I want you to stand and I want you to pray with me right now that God will take this, this what, what the world calls a disaster and turn it into the greatest triumph that our church and you personally have ever had. That somehow in the midst of all of this chaos and confusion and where are we going to have church, are we going to do anything tonight, that we'll not lose focus and we'll not lose sight of what God's trying to do in us. And we will let God use us to do a great and mighty work. This is a God project. Everybody say a God project. That's what it's called. I don't know what the insurance company is going to call it, but as far as I'm concerned, this is a God project. Somebody say, well, it's, it, was a, it was a freak storm. No, it was a God project. Amen. Somebody said it was a flood. No, it was a God project. Maybe that's what you need to say over the troubles that are in your life right now. Amen. This is a God project. Amen. God's working on something in me. God's got plans for me. Amen. Why don't you reach over and take somebody by the hand that's near you right now. Let's make this place a prayer room right now. God move. In the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost.